Hey. Oh. Have you back in have you back in town yet? We still have to do it over the fucking computer. It's the Bash Brothers podcast. I'm here with Zach as always. What's going on? Nice to see your charming smile yeah. over the webcam. Lovely. Due to Omicron, you can't. Dude, we couldn't meet up this week for a live recording. Yeah, so Omicron is just ripping. We're back on, rip on the webcam. Dude, it's dropping a hammer everywhere. Like Bro. every day, I hear people being like, "I got a close encounter, or I'm positive." And uh, Omicron's... it's affecting our podcast yet again. It's happened once before. Yeah, Omicron. We've only been recording this podcast for what four months. And yeah. we've already had two COVID-related setbacks on it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you so. know, yeah. Omicron is fucking having its way, yep. having its fucking way. It's dude. It's, they passed a million cases in one yeah. day in the U.S. It's at this crazy. point, I'm like not even worried. I like it's kind of fun to me. It's like a scoreboard now at this point. I'm like keep keep the numbers going up. <laughs> it's a scoreboard. I'm still break un- those records. I'm still undefeated. You're still undefeated. I haven't gotten. Well, you're not undefeated because you know what? It's it's you've got you've come into close contact with it and you've had to quarantine one way or another, sick or not. So yeah, I true. wouldn't I wouldn't say that you're gonna jinx yourself. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I don't. Yeah, I don't it's like a no hitter. You're pitching probably, a no hitter. You never talk about it until the game. You know over. what? I probably had it, didn't even know it. It's but, possible. I think there's a lot of people. I've heard a lot of people tell me that. I mean, but, like, a couple, like, so a couple weeks ago, like, I was, like, pretty sick for, like, two days. But it, it didn't feel like any of the symptoms that I've heard from mm-hmm. COVID. Like, I just felt like a head cold and, like, ma- and congestion. That's how COVID felt to me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? But I'm, I, you, I feel like you would know when you have it. Yeah. Like it's, it's pretty. Like once, once you realize you got it, it's like pretty evident. Like you, you can feel it. I mean, you remember me talking about it when, when we first met up to record after mm-hmm. I had it, you know. So you, you, you know when you have it, and uh, it sucks. It's not fun. But at least it's not you. It's just your house is under quarantine. So. Yeah. And that's well, where we record in your in your in your villa in your private yes, villa. Yes, uh, Not attached to the main house, but no, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm far in the backyard. Yeah. So, so uh, Omicron seems to be coming for everybody. And just yesterday, I saw that COVID came and killed two of our favorite French celebrities. Oh no! The the Bogdanov twins, most famous for their extreme plastic. They they had to look them up real quick. They had that extreme plastic surgery that made their faces look all puffy. Because I, I saw and they look like kind of like monkeys a little bit. Okay. They look like Igor and Grichka. Bogdan, Bogdanov twins. Yo, what the? They both f- died of COVID. One died, and then like a few days later, how the other guy died. Dude, they like share. First off, how disrespectful they share the same Instagram page. That's hilarious. <laughs> they're so, twins. Yeah, I but know. They're but, dead. R.I.P. I know, but like, <laughs> even though you're twin, like, are are the Wachowski sisters? Do they have their own, or do they? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. If you're a twin, does that mean that you just? You have to share a fucking uh, Wikipedia page with your twin. <laughs> One Aren't the you same. your own person? Goddamn it! Well, part, the Bogdanov twins are most famous for their like botched plastic or their yeah, extreme plastic look, surgery. They look, and so they're like one in the same. They're them within the public. I. They're like one and the same. You never see. You never what see pictures do? of just one what of them. What do they do? I think they were like models at one time or actors. They're like okay, French so models one died or actors. December fifteenth, and then one died. Uh, okay, so 
Uh, well, get this, they were anti-vaxxers, too. Oh, of course they were, Yeah. Dude. And how do you get that much plastic surgery to the point your face looks like a puffed-up, like, bonobo? Yeah. That, and then you go turn around and you're like, I'm anti-vax. Yeah, I mean, I mean these guys... It's, like, it's a little I'm, too late for the I'm, anti-vax I'm, I'm, I'm looking at pictures, and they straight-up look like just plastic surgery. Like, yeah. And look, I see, and like, then, a... a, a a before picture it's crazy they look like they look like the first couple patients that received plastic surgery for treatments real. for <laughs> real like you know how there's like that era of plastic surgery from like a couple decades ago and all the people now it's like a bit more precise and a little bit more modern so it's not like With, you know yeah. it's, you don't get these results as drastically you know you get like ariana grande's now like where it's sharper but like back in the day when it was less refined you get these cases i think there's also you a think famous ariana lady, Grande's I don't had oh hell yes yeah, they'd be probably. everybody knows that and just look at her old pictures yeah that's like her true chin, I've seen, I've her seen, chin yeah. and her and her jawline is sharper she's still more, a queen she's more supported defined. bernie <laughs> um, I mean, I don't, I don't care. I don't judge anybody for no. getting plastic surgery. No, me neither. It's, it's part of her job, essentially. But it's just, but it's just one of those things that it's like, uh, it's like when Nicki Minaj was popping off about her doing her her own research, and I'm mm -hmm. like, look, I, I'm not gonna be the guy to say it, but you have like ass fillers. Like everyone <laughs> knows, this is like a known fact. You have like, you have, or like you have the. What do they call it? The Brazilian butt lift? Is that it? Yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. The, you got you got a fake butt. And I mean, it's I fun. Did, it's I dated I dated a girl who had plastic surgery and had a boob job when she was eighteen, which oh, I yeah. always thought was in extreme. I was That's like, insane. Really? That's you insane. You were turned eighteen and you went and got a boob job. Like okay, but uh, I you know I wasn't a big deal to me. I just thought it was funny, but. It is kind yeah, of the, funny. The, our, the Bogdanov twins, most famous for their botched plastic surgery job, have succumbed to, to Omicron, unfortunately. So RIP to them. Yeah. And uh, our hearts go out to the Bogdanov family. <laughs> COVID sure. vaccine denialists, but not pla but plastic surgery enthusiasts. So yeah, that's a little All strange right. combination. Um. Well, I thought a funny story, a fun story to start on, although not fun for the people that would have been stuck in this, but a fun story for us to start on this week would be this massive traffic jam that happened just the other day on the I-95. Uh, in, in, it's on the East Coast. The majority of the, the jam... In Virginia. Yeah, right? it was in Virginia outside of a town called Fredericksburg in Virginia, close to D.C. In fact, it's so close to D.C., there is a U.S. senator was among those stuck in the traffic wow. jam. I think his Good. name is Tim, Tim Kane or something. Oh, and, he's uh, a, he, he's a fucking super lib. Oh my god, yeah, yeah I know who he is. He was a uh, he was a uh, Hillary Clinton's uh, running mate, I think. Oh really? Oh yeah, yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you know, there is this massive winter storm, and you know, just just this past week, there's a massive one here in California. You know, that blocked Tahoe that they couldn't, that you couldn't go in and out of Lake Tahoe. The, mm. the roads were just literally closed. So the same thing essentially happened in Virginia, except this happened on a major yeah. interstate that people it's, were using to commute. A, yeah, it's saying it's about a, a, a hundreds of motorists. Yeah, hundreds of drivers were stopped or stranded. A few for over 24 hours, but it seems. Like, uh, the majority of them were stuck for about somewhere between 10 to 12 hours. It was about a 50-mile stretch of the highway that was essentially just shut off um, due to a lot of disabled vehicles because, you know, it's snowing and people slip and they slide and then they, their car gets stuck and they can't move their car out and then they just ditch the car. 
Um, there's lots is of it, down is trees. Is it cleared blocking. up now? It's cleared up now, yeah. Okay. There's lots of blo- down trees uh, blocking the highway. A lot of people were saying that, like, the sit that the Virginia, like, um, Yo, um, they transit control. Yeah, yeah. People oh were stuck God. in their cars overnight. People were freezing. People were worried about listen freezing to, this. to death. Listen people to this. were live tweeting from it. Yeah, listen Go to this. Ahead. We're Go trying ahead. to stay positive. I'm just sorry. I'm looking at uh, other uh, articles. Uh, uh, Colson said Tuesday after being stuck with her 63 year old aunt who has one lung and needs supplemental oxygen, a diabetic <laughs> brother, and her 13 year old son. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like, um, there is all kinds of stories like that of people like I saw, needing food. And yeah, they were I saying saw, that. Um, I saw that there was, uh, like, I don't know, like, like, I guess this is how I first heard about it, but I saw this one story where, like, like a trucker, like, went into his mm-hmm. own food stash and started, yeah. like, passing mm-hmm. it out because it was actually helping a lot um um well, there is like call like people were on twitter were saying like hey go to truckers like don't be afraid they carry a lot of food blankets supplies they usually have an abundance of it and so truckers were helping out people giving them food supplies blankets water you know so um what i found funny about this is like there's something about extreme weather that i think like builds a better sense of community mm-hmm. more than like anything else like it's sure. funny whenever there's like extreme heat or extreme yeah. like snowstorm like people like come together and especially like a traffic jam too i saw this funny tweet um that said that hold on let me see if i can find it real quick it was, it was um, kind of funny v dot which i assume is like the virginia department of transportation yeah. i'm sure that's what uh, officials said that based on forecasts they were prepared for the storm but the snow fell faster and for longer than crews can manage yeah so a lot of people oh, were saying that that the v dot the virginia transit uh highway control was like wholly unprepared for this and that the city yeah, of obviously was wholly unprepared. Here's a quote I have. So I'm going to read this in what I believe might be this person's accent. Okay. They say, the roads were perfect all the way until we hit Fredericksburg. Then it was like the roads weren't plowed. It was like we just hit this city line and there was just no salt, no nothing. Everyone was trying yeah. to get off at exits, but the gas stations and the hotels were not plowed. So people were getting stuck trying to turn into places. So everybody just got back on the highway because what else are you going to do? Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> but yeah. thank God she said she got her car stuck. And then she follows it up by saying, thank God, three guys jumped out who didn't speak English, but the only thing they could do was get me out of there. And luckily, they were plowing <laughs> that back road. So all I could do was go straight back on the I-95 because she tried to get off and got her car stuck. And then she was helped dislodge, but just ended up back on I-95. I thought, well, it may take me a couple more hours, but at least I'll be safe here on the highway. <laughs> yeah, wow. So, so VDOT said that they didn't pre-treat the portion of high, no. uh, highway because rain that preceded the snow would have washed it away and even so vdot uh they she said vdot will examine this uh marcy parker from uh, an engineer with vdot um said that it will examine whether or not they should have closed interstate sooner of course and then uh listen to this uh that's something we'll look at in the future. We will have to weigh the fact that people want to get to where they want to get to, and we can't necessarily predict the outcome of each storm. That's just like, listen, that's just fucking like, you know, just typical fucking, just, you know. Yeah, basically saying we fucked up a little bit, shit happened, and uh, it didn't work out well. Yeah. So, uh, 
basically kind of just being like, sorry, we'll try better next time. I mean, time. that's crazy that they stayed. I did not know that they stayed overnight. That is fucking yeah. wild. Oh, yeah. People that were, is... like, in their cars, like, genuinely worried about their, like, safety from the cold and, and, and whatnot and exposure. Uh, I saw somebody, like, all reports of people being like, this guy said he set an alarm every 30 minutes because his car, like, because he, he wanted to sleep. And he kept waking up and he had to turn the heater on for 10 minutes, 15 minutes, get the car warm, turn it off, then go back to sleep for another 30, 40 minutes Holy until the cold shit. woke him up again. Yeah. Holy shit. That's <laughs> so, crazy. It is funny. Like, I did see this tweet. Okay, this tweet I wanted to read it to. It's from uh, Twitter at Viperwave. I thought this one was funny. It said, trapped on the I-95 and a guy bangs on my window saying we're all gathering around a dude with a with a phone 10 cars ahead to watch the Matrix Reloaded. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, see, I like that little bit of community that comes out in it. Like, you yeah, know, just from, from mean, the truckers helping people out with supplies. But the reality... People just hanging out outside their cars watching the Matrix on one dude's phone. The, rea- the reality is, though, that, that this is crazy that this is, you know, U.S. infrastructure... Man. That we, you know, like how weren't plows and all this shit sent out immediately? Apparently, yeah. they were having a lot of uh, a lot of blackouts and stuff like that. But yeah. I mean, like in light of this whole like infrastructure bill and stuff, like I think it clearly goes to show like a lot more could be done to help just like the traffic system and the transit system throughout the country like maybe more trains would have been better so more people traveling on trains less people on the highways the trains less likely to get stuck too yeah you know so i think trains would have helped more trains would have helped it's just one track like if a tree falls on it you can just move the tree off the track so like more yeah. better better like tr- a better transit system in america i think would help resolve these issues Martin, we're only going to see more and more of this as extreme weather events apparently, continue to occur apparently every year. apparently just reading on in this article uh the uh the uh, transportation be- department had been defunded and gutted of course yeah of it's course, just yeah, it's just like it's just happen. crazy dude you hear stories like when i hear stories as this i mean i know being a leftist means that you're not you're um, immediately a joy kill and you're not allowed to have fun yeah. but um when i hear this story like yeah you know like all oh, the sense of community is great and all that but like all i can think of is like this is just like an absolute i i would be i do i'd be angry i'd be angry yeah. I mean, and the, be- my anger would heat me my anger would keep me warm in my car <laughs> Look, i've been on i've been in some bad traffic jams here before in california i remember been in a traffic jam so bad that after you get out of it reporters want to talk to you that's crazy <laughs> that's what Dude, happened here like, the, people got the, interviewed after it one of the worst traffic jams i have ever been in it was wild it took me about three hours to go 15 miles. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And what uh, is, I remember what, there were some bad ones on Highway 17 between well, San Jose and yeah, Santa that, Cruz. Yeah. Through the Twisting Mountain Road. True, An true. accident happens there. It's two lanes. The whole, the whole highway is right, blocked right. out for a bit. But um, I was in San Mateo, and what had happened was it's actually it's kind of funny. I'm not going to lie. But mm-hmm. an oil tanker had spilled over on the 101. Mm-hmm. And like kind of literally funny. there was oil all over the fucking freeway. So they had to clean it up obviously or else they were going to start a fire. So yeah. then they had to shut down 101. Like in like peak like work traffic hours, right? Yeah. And I that's, was just That's a pretty busy highway. Too. I remember we were just going to in like the the, the Red Robins down the street. We were coming back 
and like straight up i i was just like i'm gonna walk home like i'm just gonna <laughs> walk home and i was luckily i wasn't that of like of driving age but i was just like i i can't deal with this this is crazy like yeah. this is insane and yeah it's just you know it's just i don't know man like i just i feel like it's like a failure it's just a failure of many like when shit like this happens it's a failure of of government um organizations that should be taking care of this i mean this is absolutely yeah. crazy I mean, someone could have easily fucking died 100 percent. mass transit yeah of course mass transit in the u.s is bad and like i said in light of this infrastructure bill like i think it should be like kind of a wake-up call to people that like hey like everybody in their own individual cars all out on a highway like it's it's sure it's convenient it's easy it's comfortable but that's not always going to be this this quickest the safest best option sometimes here's a better thing. train we system a better transit public transit yeah. system we should have well, better highways and a fucking public transit it's it's fucking of course crazy. i'm not saying one one way or the other no no i know but, you're not but i'm just i'm but, just you know i don't know it could have been better solved if you know there's a secondary option to get on sure. a train instead yeah. of between you know whatever wherever you're going in dc you know but um you know what's funny what you ever been into you know how there's like stages of a traffic jam i feel like like at first like gosh like you come up to you and you're like gosh shit what's happening here and then you're hoping it's gonna be moving along and you know when you're in standstill and you finally do the defeated move when you put the car in park when you yeah, haven't moved so I long find, and you yeah. just kind of defeat like ah put it in park yeah, yeah straight up <laughs> i just like in that instance i'm not gonna lie i just start watching just like tv or like, twitch yeah. on my phone like I, Turn that's stuff what on I do. On the phone. you know um uh, one one quick personal story related to to this, and a little bit connected to the sense of community that happens during when the road conditions are this bad. When me and our friend Patrick was we're in Colorado and we're trying to go to the Rocky Mountain State Park, and we're going up this hill, and all of a sudden you're it trying to go snowing. see you're trying to go see the house from the yeah, yeah we're trying to go the, see the Stanley the, Hotel the hotel yeah, yeah. the hotel yeah we're trying to go see the Stanley Hotel, and it's like snow out of nowhere. We're from California in Patrick's car with these bald ass tires and we fucking thought we had it and then we fucking slipped and almost fell off the road into a ravine about a few meters down and we were stuck there for a good minute we couldn't get a hold of AAA they're like yo we're not going out there we're not going out there and some kind like like mountain man just came up and he's like I can get you guys out of here and he like (laughs) went into his truck put like some fucking uh pulled out some you know ropes put him under the car and like helped like i i stood outside and patrick you know just hit the gas and the guy pulled us out and we were just like thank you and he's like yeah boys i'm jason have a good day and we're just like thank you jason and i was like <laughs> see i'm like that's that kind of stuff that's like there's a little bit of community in like, sure. these mountain towns with yeah. roads like that and like even here on the i-95 it seems cool that like you know at, at least the truckers were helping people with supplies People were there, like, at least, you know, kind of talking to each other. But it's still a shitty situation. You wouldn't want to yeah. be there one way or another. A 12-hour standstill traffic jam sounds like a nightmare. And... Talk, talking about another nightmare, let's talk about Rockstar Games. Sure. <laughs> all right? In this week's corporate slam piece, all right, this is one I wanted to do previously, but mm-hmm. just because you were out of town, blah, 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 we didn't get to talk about this, but... All right, I play I play games. All right, I love I love mm-hmm. playing games, 
and one from like my childhood and yours as well that we both loved was Rockstar, right? Um, mm-hmm. Made great games, you know, like really fun. Like I, I mean, still to this day, like one of my favorite memories as a kid is playing that one game, The Bully. Like yeah. you know, what I mean, that great was game. Like, a great game, and you know, and it's just like. Rockstar is an example of a company that just gets completely corroded and just destroyed because of capitalism of what what made them awesome I mean we've seen it with like and this is this is you know for the people who don't game who listen like this you have is to just, remember they're, they're also owned by take two interactive true true that's the parent company and that's who's really in charge of them true so. but but let's just we're talking about just like how capitalism ruins things that we like all right because you know this ties to our greater theory of the consumerism yeah consumerism and the content void right Mm -hmm. so recently rock i think it was in december um rockstar uh released the like definitive like you know they remastered a bunch of a bunch of old uh grand theft autos right I think it was Grand Theft Auto 3, Grand Theft Auto Vice City, and Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. So they, they, uh, you know, they remastered these games, and um, it's it, they came out just completely broken because the the development studio that had, was that made this remaster was a mobile game studio. Now, you know, a mobile game studio making. Uh, like making a game for console there's gonna be a lot of problems but you know they just thought ah fuck it we'll just do it and the crazy thing is is that and this is uh something a lot of one of the things i love about like you know the online gaming community is like modders had already made like remastered versions of these games where they like that looked better than the fucking $60 fucking game that had come out and they were doing those for free mm-hmm. and I don't know I it's just it's just one of those things where it's like you know and se- and now it's been years since we've had a Rockstar game you know they just keep on um, pumping money into Grand Theft GTA Th- Online yeah GTA Online because it just makes it's a, a sh- microtransaction. They literally have a fucking casino in GTA Online, which is still That's hilarious. And ass, it's like it's so it, it's uh yeah, it is pretty funny. It's literally like a like the Diamond Casino. It's it's like mm-hmm. a Diamond Resort. I think they have like uh yeah. I remember you showed it to me in game yeah, when it came out. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's like and it's honestly it's like kind of shameful to like if you if you think like. An online community playing that game, yeah, that's that's fun. That could be fun, and a, a lot of people did find it to be fun, and that's why it got so popular. Mm-hmm. But because it got so popular, they were like, oh, how can we fucking bilk our fucking fans, and how can we fucking turn them into little piggy banks? And it's just like, instead of creating something new and something fun and inventive, what they'll do is they'll keep on just like, you know putting another add-on onto GTA Online or the, and it's just like it's just like it's so reminiscent of like the same thing we complain about with like movies and TV like of mm-hmm. just like how 
everything just becomes it's, just it's like, common in every in, uh, in all forms of media yeah. i think you know? yeah and so i just you know also they have uh you know they're guilty of the the game wide um practice of uh cr- crunch which is where you uh have your developers basically work like insane amount of hours with like little breaks mm-hmm you know, it's really shitty, and it's a practice that every game company does. That's uh, I I think is right for a lot for, of this is is pressure from produ- from publishers. Yeah, though, yeah, 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 yeah. This isn't like just exclusive to the developers themselves. No, no, I know. Like they have the outside pressure from publishers. Take two interactive, right? And they you know, ruin case. and they ruin something cool. You know, I mean, they, you said it yourself. They handed this remaster to. A company that was a mobile game company, not Rockstar themselves. So Take Two owns the IP for for Grand Theft Auto because they own Rockstar. Mm. So it wasn't that they gave it to Rockstar. Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know because I wasn't following no, much of what the. No, what what what, so it, what was, I, it was Take Two Interactive that gave the IP to this mobile game company to remaster. Correct? Not I don't know for sure. Okay, but that so would be my assumption. Um, I'll I'll look that up real quick. Um. But yeah, so uh, I, I think that this that these issues the are publisher most... the publisher is Rockstar Games. Okay. And uh, Grove Street Games is okay, based in Game Gainesville, Florida. It's uh yeah, it's the mobile game studio. Mm-hmm. So well, Rockstar itself, I guess, is a subsidiary as a publishing studio. Studio is a subsidiary. Of Take Two Interactive, right? Part of one giant thing. This is how they disguise themselves from looking like a monopoly, you know, right? But right. <laughs> but it's I mean, just... this is these issues. I think are extremely glaring in in the video game industry. And for a while, I always chalked it up to like gamer outrage, you know? Right. Right. A lot of times, it's like bored, angry white men with nothing exactly. better to do. That we all live like love the their video we, games. We all live through and still feel the reverberations of Gamergate. Right? Yeah, to this day, yeah. <laughs> still to this day. Donald Trump was elected thanks to Gamergate. That's where it started. One hundred percent with Gamergate. One hundred percent. You can thank Gamergate for giving us Donald Trump. All right? <laughs> so, but so for a while, I what always... happened to having straight white men as protagonists in video games? Why is there this push to have women in games? <laughs> my, my point is, like, a lot of times I would chalk a lot of stuff like this up to just you know gamer outrage and like man children being upset about their toys not being how they want them but as time's gone on and and you know and i do purchase games from time to time well i got the game pass but um i'm not trying to plug that or anything but um uh as time goes on like i definitely do think that there is like an inherent problem within like the at least the triple a publishing as they call it triple a developers like there is like a definitely some glaring Issues yeah. behind the scenes. Yeah. How the market, how the I mean, pub- we- AAA publishing studios interact with the consumer. You know, a lot of times the common trend nowadays is get the games out as fast as you can, keep right. churning out sequels, right. put them out whether they're finished or not. You can fix it later with patches and whatnot. Yeah. And they don't really care. They just want to get the pre orders, the sales. They want to get people hooked on their whatever microtransaction the system they got going. Like, you know, this game, Back for Blood, which is supposed to be like the 
spiritual successor to Left 4 Dead are started playing it, it's it's a wash with microtransactions. They're trying to get you to buy their supply line points to buy new things to upgrade. I'm like, can I just get a little bit of simpler? Like, I just want a simple game. I don't yeah. want to read through all these menus and these different stores and worry about points yeah. and what and whatnot. But yeah. like, every they make game it- is saturated with this, and it and it just kind of turns me off because I'm like. It, it makes it confusing. I'm like, I have to re- I have to learn an entire new system. I just the, want a nice, one, simple, one, straightforward. One of uh, the biggest. I don't got ex- time for that shit. <laughs> one of the biggest examples of this was um, there was an Avengers game that came out not too long ago by Square Enix, mm-hmm. and um, they had six different types of fucking currency that could be bought in that game. That's absolutely insane. Like, six different types of fucking microtransaction in one game. I mean, it's just like... And it's just just shit, because a lot of people who just want to play... Like you said, want to just play a simple game, they end up just... You know, it's just, it makes me feel like jaded. It makes me, I'm like, am I just my wallet? Am I just a wallet to all these companies? Am I just a. Of course you are. A, I mean, to the yeah. AAA publishing studios, at least. Yeah. yeah. That's why there's like, the, like all the innovation and all of the cool shit comes out of fucking indie game studios, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it seems like, you know, they'll just, they just want to churn out stuff that will yeah. sell. You know, also, there's no, there's, like you said, the content void. They'll just rehash old things. That's what it was with this GTA remake. They yeah. know people love the series. People will buy it if they put it out there. Just cook something up real quick. Pay them real like cheap, cheap and quickly. Cook something up, put it out there. People will buy it. Doesn't matter if it's a wreck. Doesn't matter if it's crashing. If it, there's already better, better fan-made content. They made online. character models look worse. They made them look worse. I don't know how you make like. It's just, it's insane. But like one of the things I I, I want to bring up is that I think that the video game industry, especially in light of Blizzard Activision, which I I'll be covering next week, because the thing is, is that with that story, there's just like so many ongoing like there's so many like updates. It's like it's just so hard to follow. Yeah. Um. But I feel like the video game industry is is rife for like a workers' movement, straight up. Like especially yeah. with the crunch that I was describing, if they fucking like. If they sh- went on strike, you know, for better workplace conditions, mm-hmm. uh, I think that'd be very interesting, and I'd like to see it, to be honest. Because especially in light of, I mean, okay, this is just one story I've heard out of the Activision Blizzard, uh, that there was CEOs who were stealing a co-worker's breast milk. Yeah. Yeah, like wow. it, it's insane. Yeah, how do you do that? Yeah, well, like how, they, they, how does one do that? Sneak, well, no, sneak no, no, no. Like, milk? like they ha- she had like a those little suction cup well, to her no, titty and well, no, slowly squeeze no, it when she's not looking. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was like she like probably like you know like how they like women had have to it like bottled for yeah yeah and then they like bottled they had a pump and then they bottled it and then it was in the fridge and then some CEOs like uh yes yeah, yeah, yummy yeah <laughs> what a weirdo <laughs> yeah and and i mean like uh you know blizzard activision isn't the only one there was ubisoft montreal uh a bunch of frenchmen who were uh, sexually harassing and uh, french canadians french canadians sorry <laughs> they're very different by the way just a very the most hated s- of all the canadians just very <laughs> just a side note 
I love how silly the Quebecois are. I, I like Quebecois. I, the Quebecois <laughs> and the Bloc Quebecois <laughs> is just so. It's like it's like racist, but it's like very stupid and silly. Like they're, they're separatists too. They yeah. want to like like not be a part of Canada anymore. Yeah. The most extreme well, of them. Well, the thing was is when they were having this election when because uh, like Canada's elections are weird. Like like. It's like very non-regular. Like every year, like they like Trudeau was like, "Oh yeah, let's let's re-election, let's do this right." Mm-hmm. And there's some good. There's a uh, one guy. I think his name is like Jagmit Singh Singh, and he's like mm-hmm. in the Green Party. No, Canadian Green Party. Yeah, I Canadian think so. Labor Party. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think and he's he seemed pretty cool. But um, I was watching the Canadian debates and the fucking there was one block Quebecois guy running for prime minister and dude he was oh my god he was he was upset so like the um the Canadian debates some of them had to be aired in English and some had to be aired in French and yeah. th- whenever the ones would be aired in English the Quebec block Quebecois guy would be like why is this English <laughs> like, <laughs> 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 yeah just like seriously the block Quebecois they, they fucking they really it's, make it's, me laugh it's very hard to understand their French too because I met uh, a couple French Canadians while traveling and they would speak to me in French and I was like this is I cannot it's very hard to, it's like a different accent so it's difficult to understand their French too yeah so I just wanted to bring it up thought it was interesting also wanted to kind of like talk about my theories about you know since we since I cover on the show a lot about uh, labor movements because they interest me Mm -hmm. um, and I know they interest you as well well consumerism bullshit interests me yeah 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 which this definitely seems to be a glaring product yeah, of yeah. so what so you so uh which what, what you got about nfts well okay yeah on the topic of crypto fascism and mass <laughs> technological consumerism i have a funny nft story for you all right shoot so this is something that that made the rounds on uh on on twitter about a uh a um a NFT owner who uh, had a million, multi-million dollar NFT collection stolen from him due to a uh, basically a phishing N- scam. Basically, N- NFT bros are just like they're crin- they're like crypto bros, which we have also covered on this. They're they're very cringe. Yeah, they're. Very- <laughs> this is from a, he's a considers himself a gallery owner. Actually, his name is <laughs> Todd Kramer, an NFT gallery owner, has fallen victim to a phishing scam, which hackers oh, used no. to access his to access his fifteen NFTs, which were stored in his Ethereum wallet, which have been valued at about two point two million dollars. It started here with a since deleted tweet in which he said. Quote, I have been hacked. All my apes gone. This just sold, posting a picture of one of the apes that had been stolen from him and then resold. Please help me. <laughs> so <laughs> so it's uh, not clear. I mean, he had a bunch of different ones, but four of them were from this Bored Ape Yacht Club yeah, collection, which it's so I stupid. think if you've been online or at least Twitter over the past 
you know, ear. They're You've really... probably seen a picture of these weird-looking, yeah. like, anthropomorphic monkey-like yeah, characters I've, that... I, I've seen them. They tried to even uh, make, like, a TV show for it, I remember hearing. Oh, really? Yeah, it's just, it's so lame, dude. Crypto yeah, Bros I, are literally the fucking worst, dude. They're I know, the right? fucking I, worst. And they got, um... They got, uh, you know, these monkeys, like, are in, like, different, some of them are smoking, some of them, like, have weird facial expressions, and they're dressed up with, like, hats and, uh, you know, jewelry and other swag to make them look badass or cool, I, I saw, guess. I saw, I don't know. I saw one person made a board ape version of uh, Ghislaine Maxwell and Jeffrey Epstein. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> I, would have, I would buy that one. But, um, <laughs> I wonder who, who made this board ape stuff. Like, they must be making a killing. Like, who's the artist yeah. behind this? Like, and well, why was why was this one, like, decided on well, by and, all the NFT bros to be, like, the main one? Interestingly enough, do you know the Instagram page page uh beeple i i yes. kind of put i sent you some posts from him he's a yeah. cool digital artist um he's gotten really heavy into like this like nft space and selling his art as nfts mm -hmm. um but the uh the board apes here let's take a look go ahead tell me the story so it's it's not so his art started being sold um online and he would see him being sold and um, he didn't know what to do, so um, he contacted um, some of the buyers who, I guess, felt sorry for him and didn't realize it was stolen. But he also contacted an NFT broker or platform called OpenSea, which, and he reported them to, to him, to this OpenSea platform as, as stolen. And, and then the... The platform, the broker, OpenSea, went on to freeze all the NFT assets that had been reported reported stolen, which is interesting and sparked a little bit of a debate online amongst the NFT bros who are like very adamant about it, you know, being decentralized. That's the, one of the favorite oh, words of the crypto God. bros, you know, and they're like, well, if this broker has the power to freeze assets, then it's not decentralized because then a broker or a platform has power to freeze um, as you know, NFT assets at at their will, you know, and so basically through fortunately for Todd Kramer, um, the buyers, some of the buyers of the stolen work in conjunction with the help of this platform returned a few of his pieces. Not all of them have been returned, but several have since been returned to Todd Kramer. Good for him. He's re got his monkeys. Oh, returned thank to him. God. His images of monkeys returned mm -hmm. to him. Oh, and um, all is well in for. I mean, I think some of them are still on the market or still like in limbo after being stolen. But uh, the other interesting note about this is that he kept his Ethereum wallet uh, connected to the internet at all times, which is what is referred to as a hot wallet. And everybody, the NFT bros, also took this as a moment to scold him and say, "You shouldn't be using a hot wallet, Todd. You should be using a cold oh, wallet, man. which is basically like you store your NFTs in your Ethereum wallet." on a hard drive which is you can only connect to the internet when you plug it into the computer oh, thus leaving so it stupid. less vulnerable <laughs> and and so you can unplug it when when you're not using it right, um, let's, let's see let's see let's see buy an ape let's just let's just see let's just see how much it's there's a pyramid there. scheme essentially yeah yeah <laughs> like, Here's, yeah. I see a picture here with one with a hat. They always got their mouth open in some funny... A lot of them do. Uh, yeah, I see one with way. a birthday hat. We got one with a train conductor hat. 
One you know, Eminem has it has has his own ape. Eminem has his own ape. Oh, wow. Has an ape modeled off after him. His NFT ape. I mean, they just look. I mean, they're kind of funny looking. Like if this yeah. was a sticker collection, if it wasn't like on these NFTs, if right, they were stickers, they'd be kind of like funny, okay. cool stickers. Wait, wait, hold on. What's sixty-seven Ethereum? Oh, that's a lot of money because Ethereum's at like. Oh my god, this one's selling. Oh my god, this one's selling at two hundred and thirty-one thousand dollars for like uh, it's the one with a halo and his eyeballs are floating out of his face. Oh wow, that's an incredible piece of work. This shit's being sold more than okay, like legitimate. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Here, here's the thing. I'm starting to see ones that look exactly like each other, but they just have mm -hmm. something different. Like, okay, here's one where it, it's kind of the same monkey, maybe just different color. One's got glasses, the other doesn't, but it's they're wearing the same thing, dude. It's fucking... Yeah. Dude, it's so stupid, dude. It's so dumb. Look at the... Look, I keep scrolling. Okay, let's see, let's see. What's the hot... Let's see what's... what's let me see what's the most expensive one. Okay, keep going. I will say that there is two types of uh, ape theft, NFT ape theft. Oh, There's God. been a lot, and there've been. This has been a recurring thing. Todd is not the first victim of an NFT ape theft. There's a lot of accidental um, sellings of them by brokers and resale sites will accidentally list an ape for sale, even Yo. if it's been purchased and already owned. And then there's also a lot of there's been other occurrences where hackers nab cryptocurrency wallets, usually using like phishing email scams, which is what happened to Todd. Uh -huh. So obviously people online don't have much sympathy for that because already this is somebody who's got obviously a lot of disposable cash. Yeah. If you're dropping hundreds and thousands of dollars and millions really of dollars. On <laughs> NFTs, yeah, and a lot of people don't, and so a lot of people just end up mocking it and being like, "Oh, like right-click save, I've stolen your yeah. NFT." Oh, you, you know, know <laughs> you know, it was funny. I saw, I saw someone. This was true art. They made a mosaic of mm -hmm. NFTs that came out to that uh, looked that. Was someone right clicking a fucking an NFT? <laughs> <laughs> um, but look at it. Okay, look. I'm looking at some. There's so, some selling for seventy three million Ethereum. That's just insane. That's an insane seventy three million. Yeah, a okay. dollar U S dollars in Ethereum. Yeah, yeah. look, we got ten thousand Ethereum. What? How much is that? Okay. Oh, wait. Here, I'll read you. I'll read you a quote. Okay, wait, wait. Here, here, we, here we go. Uh, it is thirty-four million dollars for a um, for a monkey with a beanie. Wow, <laughs> a monkey with a beanie. Like, why? Why? Why did everybody collectively? That's my biggest question. Why did everybody that's involved in this NFT stuff collectively choose this bored ape? art collection to be and i hesitate to say art collection but i don't know what else to call it why did everybody choose this one to be the one these are selling for billions of dollars this like just, they're more than like like rothko's you know yeah, yeah, pieces I'm of I'm art I'm, clo <laughs> I'm closing this before my my google adsense thinks i'm some fucking like <laughs> sigma grind set by nfts oh my god they just suck so bad oh my well yeah that's interesting I'll read you a tweet from somebody uh, commenting on this situation. This is at Game Design Dan. 
on Twitter says, For those of you who think it's funny to laugh at the ape NFT guys for getting their <laughs> stuff stolen, please anyone, consider anyone how who... stories like this discourage people from investing in new technology <laughs> at this time and how that is extremely funny as well. <laughs> Dude, come on. Dude, when you say... Uh, when you start off a statement by saying it is not funny, it's just... It, he's he's it, being sarcastic. Yeah, oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's what the ending is. He says, okay. and this is all extremely funny as well. Oh, yeah, that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> that's... Oh, my God. <laughs> Here's another one. This is at semi-perfect underscore KC. My NFTs were stolen. We call that ape escape. So... There's uh... been a lot of... Uh, <laughs> A lot of uh, a lot of people just seem to think it's funny and mock it. I mean, and, it, it uh, is funny, and it's and there there is a weird bit of irony to it where they're like, oh, it's it's decentralized and it's a free market and it's unregulated and that's what makes it awesome. And then they get robbed, and then they're like, please, please regulations, help us. Yeah, regulations. They go crying to the brokers and the platforms that sell this to you know do something about it and yeah. stop mass theft and hacking from happening. So. Um, yeah. yeah, a good thing Todd got some of his monkeys back. Oh, Not all of God. them, but hopefully one sleep. day. Now I can rest easy. His apes will be, all his apes will be returned to him, and he's learned his lesson to keep his apes stored in an undisconnected hard drive yeah. and only connect him when he wants to show them to a girl he's simping for online. For sure, so. 100%. <laughs> As they should. All right, all right. You, know what? you know what? I have one more thought. Maybe we should make an NFT for this show. <laughs> we'll do our own little like special recording right, and it'll yeah, we'll, be a live video and then we'll make it an nft yeah how about me we'll call it the, my, but ask my ass <laughs> we'll call it the board boscos yeah. <laughs> all right all right i'm down let's let's see if we can make right. some money stay tuned for that or our, right. our own nft line coming so, out so um we don't want to miss out I wanted to talk about some beef and, you know, some goss, some hot, you know, because it revolves around someone me and you used to admire, uh, Joe, sure. uh, and enjoy, I, and enjoy, enjoy, yeah. enjoy. We'll, uh, we'll say enjoy. Someone we sure. both used to enjoy and, um, you know, because it was really like a place for... Uh, countercultural talking, you know, like talking about like aliens and fucking weird drugs and fucking, you know, whatever. It just it was it was a fun just weird ideas. Yeah, yeah. Joe it, Rogan entertained weird ideas, yes. weird top holes of conversation. Right. Whether it's weird psychedelic stuff, you know, DMT. He loved DMT for a short time. Maybe he still does. No, he still you does. Shrooms. He probably hasn't done know. it in a while. Um, you but know, yeah. he just always entertained just weird topics, you know, Graham Hancock types, you know, even though Graham Hancock, maybe not the most credible, but it was always a fun, interesting thing to yeah. hear Christopher Ryan's, you know, sex ad dawn yeah. stuff, you oh, know, yeah. you just entertain interesting kind of like on, on the edge topics, you know, like, yeah. you know, stuff that you always take it with a grain of salt. Yeah. I remember even listening to it at that time it was, it was a fun, always fun conversations that he had and weird topics, but you know, you always listen to it and you're like, take it all with a well, grain of salt. I think it's also one, think of, one of the best parts about it that kind of differentiated itself from other podcasts was that it, um, would go on for three hours. So yeah. like a lot of times, like in that third hour, there'd be a lot of really good content. Cause like those walls mm -hmm. have been broken down yeah. and then, yeah. <laughs> 
It was like a podcast marathon, essentially. You'd be yeah. like, the guests that would go on Joe Rogan show would be there, like, all right, yeah, like, you're right, by the third Let's hour, like... In. Let's dig <laughs> in. Yeah. By the third hour, the weirdness comes out. Yeah, so... Joe Rogan would be so, like, yeah, first, you see that video of the eight? Who looks so, like a human? So, a Mr... <laughs> <He's> got mange. <laughs> uh, Mr. Ethan Klein... Uh, of H3H3 Productions. And I, a fellow UCSC alumni. Hell yeah. Yes. Go banana slugs. Um, yeah. uh, I, I like Ethan. I don't know if you like him. I like Ethan Klein. I think yeah, he's, he's cool. cool. I mean, I like him because when he went to UCSC like me. So No, but he's made a lot. That's how I first heard about him. He makes a lot of, like, you know, interesting. He used to make a lot, a lot of different type of videos. Now he's just kind of cemented in, like, the podcast scape. Um, Is he on Twitch? He, uh, he was, Is but he I think I think he, I think he does YouTube Live. I know his podcasts are like live recorded, right? Mm-hmm. Like you know, yeah, so. yeah. I think he just he just uh, does like Twitch streaming on YouTube Live, so he just does YouTube mm-hmm. Live streaming. Um, but yeah, you know, uh, he uh, kind of ha- has had enough with Joe Rogan because Joe, let me let me preface this: there was an unhinged rant. Joe Rogan had where he was like he was just and he's been on this a lot lately where basically he's like he's like if you're fat basically you can die I don't care like, like in regards to COVID in regards Joe to Rogan, yeah it taking it back to Joe Rogan for yeah. a second the reason he's fallen off especially during the pandemic is like he's hyper fixated on the pandemic right. and since the vaccines came out he's been a main source of vaccine misinformation he's been a major source of like misinformation any platforms like all, of, all of these disgraced doctors on his that like are like disgraced for fucking reason <laughs> he's hyper fixated on the pandemic and the vaccines and he peddles a lot of bullshit regarding it right and so, people people were you know he's a demigod to some people he's yeah. definitely got a bit of a cold personality for so sure people dude people really who do listen- not admit that about him it's fucking crazy dude it's people it, take his what he says is gospel yeah you know, so yeah, and you, you know what's saying. funny? I saw uh, I saw a clip because I I just I catch clips here and there. I also like browsing the subreddit because the subreddit has a lot of fucking people who hate Joe Rogan, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is pretty funny. Yeah. I was like, there's people who are like, raise your hand if you like Joe Rogan, and then there's mm-hmm. other people who be like, shut up, dude, you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Anyway, so. Um, it was this clip of Tim Dillon on, and he was, Joe Rogan was going like, you know, everyone's just so much nicer here in, uh, in Texas. He's like, he's like, and Tim was like, well, aren't people nice to you wherever you go? I mean, I've seen how the way people talk to you, like everyone's pretty much nice to you. And it was funny. I'm like, dude, Tim Dillon's never getting invited on again. (laughs) Well, it's part of like Joe Rogan's other, he has a couple narratives that he's been falling back to every time he... LA, LA and California is a California sucks, Texas is awesome, blah, 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 vaccines. You just need to be healthy to not get COVID. If you're fat, you're gonna die. Tucker to Carlson uh, platforms, uh, leftists you know like glenn greenwald yeah. you know oh yeah yeah that's that was that was a recent one from today anyway so there was uh there was a beef because i i guess ethan was just like fucking i'm gonna be a tr- little bit of a troll which is fine that's mm-hmm. what twitter's for that's literally all it's for is for trolls and you know basically uh ethan was like um, here, let me pull up the tweets real quick. 
Um, basically, well, he, he, no. Go on. I know he posted a picture of Joe Rogan the one time he was like weighing himself for right, their, like yeah, fitness yeah. month, and he had his shirt off, and he had like a very big bloated gut and like long protruding nipples. <laughs> you oh, know? dude, his body dude, those funky, nips. But... Wait, 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 Juan. We need to have just a whole side tangent on those nips because those nips are. He's got some pokies. He's, dude, like, straight up. And also, the, those nips, ha- the, you know what they drip? They drip clout. They clout. And all of his guests he come onto the pierced. show. It'd be funny if he had huge rings on him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. Totally. Um, oh, wow. Ethan Klein's still... Oh, dude, NBC News... NBC, NBC News is reporting on this Ethan. On this drop. Yeah. That's so fucking hilarious. I, I think he, Ethan had posted that, just kind of pointing out the irony of being like, "Oh, you know, Joe Rogan is peddling okay, vaccine so I, 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 I got it. I got it right he's, here. He's quick to take hormones and supplements. And whatnot, All right, so I got questioning I, that. I got it. All right, so Joe. Ro- okay, so basically, he goes Joe Rogan, the, who lives on elk meat, egg, egg yolk, and human growth hormone with lungs full of tar, thinks he's healthier than everyone. This motherfucker yeah. is such a bitch that when he got COVID, he threw the kitchen sink at it. If you're just so, if you're so healthy, just write it out like a man, like you say a man should. Yeah. Write it. <laughs> Dude has caused so much vaccine hesitancy and misinformation. He doesn't even have the balls to stand by the shit he preaches. Now he's on his show talking about how fat people should just die of COVID, which is true um he is straight up like (laughs) being like he's like well he's like why should we get a vaccine for all of your years of being fat and it's like bro we live in the fucking america you can't just like listen if things were different sure yes of course people should be healthy people should eat healthy but Uh, and it's not to say it's not an either or situation yes like obesity and, and and overweight is is a public health issue that you know doctors and the public health of the government wing of the government has been you know trying to you know help yeah. with for a long time i mean michelle obama's whole thing was you know yeah you know the get fit initiative yeah. so this isn't like something that like people are just scoffing like we're aware that this is like a public health yes issue, yes it's not texas the fucking town the fucking dude, yeah, there's so many fucking fatties in texas and look I'm a fucking big guy. I'm a fatty. All right. And here's the thing. Oh, you're not a fatty. Whatever. Well, I just have a good frame. Anyway, so great um, frame. Instead of getting vaccinated, he takes Regeneron, an experimental drug that was developed alongside the mRNA vaccine. His logic makes no sense, and then credits ivermectin, which just does fucking nothing for COVID. Not to mention whatever the fuck is in Alpha Brain. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, Joe is on a big pharma conspiracy against vaccine. And someone needs to ask him who makes uh, Ivermectin and Regeneron and all the other shit he took when he had COVID. Which is true. Mm -hmm. Which is all fucking true. If he's fucking going on this fucking diatribe of how, like, oh, big pharma evil, big pharma bad. And we're like, yeah, I agree. Big pharma bad. But you know what? Mm -hmm. Like, here's the thing that's just crazy to me that I don't understand why people don't see this. Especially anti-vax people. Is that the government help create the vaccine so that they can get you wage slaves back to work 
All right, that's all they give a shit about, right? Is the productivity that is missed from having everybody on lockdown. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? That's the biggest incentive. It's not for people's health. It's for, hey, we want to get you back into the Amazon fucking factory and, and the Amazon processing plant, and we need to get you back working. So anyway, so then Ethan Klein continues and then <laughs> goes, Joe Rogan, a steroid pinata whose gut is so swollen from human growth hormone, lectures people on health. And in this picture... Joe Rogan has a common um, side effect of taking human growth hormone, which I don't have any personal problem with. It's like whatever. Who gives a shit? Like I've always, mm-hmm. I've always kind of felt that about human growth hormone. I don't want to take it because I don't know. I just feel like it's, I don't know. I just, I feel like it just makes you like, I don't know. I just, I don't personally want to do it. All right. You're already a big guy. You said it yourself. Why do you need exactly. whole human growth hormone? Exactly. So, so Joe has this uh, side effect, which is called uh, kind of HGH gut, right? Mm-hmm. Where um, it's or bubble gut, as uh, some people call it. So basically, um, it's called stomach distension or HGH gut or plumboism, which. Uh, yeah, it was. It's called Palumboism because it was first documented in the case of David Palumbo, an ultra successful '90s era bodybuilder. Who, mm. yeah, wow. Okay, so, um, yeah, Bubblegut is. Uh, oh yeah, they fucking even say observers have noticed the hallmark signs in, in high profile celebrities such as Joe Rogan. <laughs> <laughs> That's it fun. is it is funny with Joe Rogan that you know he peddles like natural lifestyle and 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 uh, you know stuff like that in order to you know just be healthy and live a natural lifestyle and you don't have to worry about COVID and he's peddling like you know he's using you know he's peddling vaccine hesitancy and skepticism but yet he's quick to take these hormones he's quick to take you know all kinds of sub experimental supplements and stuff i mean you you want to talk about joe rogan back in the day and he never questioned this until people started calling him out on it remember i was speaking of alpha brain i remember early podcast that was always his one of his plugs to start to show off oh flashlight and then o-n-n-i-t on it labs Alpha Brain and New Mood and L Trip Defan, whatever the fuck it was called. And and then people started calling him out on it. I would always hear this and I remember you bought a bottle of it. Yeah. I would always hear this and be like, okay, I'm not really interested in supplements. I'm fucking, you know, twenty years old, I don't give a shit. And um and I do remember like people started calling him out and being like, yo, this is snake oil, this is bullshit, there's no real science behind it, fucking you just keep saying double blind placebo test, you don't even know what that means. And I remember my favorite Duncan, or my favorite guest of Joe Rogan, Duncan Trussell. I think either, he's awesome. I don't know if he was like kind of making a joke about Joe Rogan's alpha brain, or if he was making a joke on on this on the recent criticism Joe had had about it at the time. But like he started like going on this tangent after Joe plugged it on one show, and he was like, "Alpha brain's great. I I, I take it and it helps me file my taxes. I take it and I can <laughs> see through walls." Like he started going more and more intense. And I remember he added at the end, he was like, "You know how great." Alpha brain is Joe, and Joe's like, well, how much don't control? And he's like, my grandma died, and I put it in her mouth, and she came back to life <laughs> by Alpha brain. And like, and like, you know, it is kind oh, of me like ape, me don't this... understand, <laughs> me don't understand sarcasm, me ape. <laughs> yeah. And I, I mean, Joe thought it was funny, but like, yeah. um, 
I remember laughing at it too, and like it did, it is kind of like very ironic that he peddled a lot of these experimental, untested, unproven supplements and products, you know. And then you know, there's something like the vaccine comes along, and all of a sudden, no, 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 no. Like he'll put every supplement in his body as long as some of his bodybuilder friends are telling him it's good, it's yeah. tasty, it makes you buff, whatever the fuck it does, yeah. it sharpens your body up. It makes your but then there's this good. one, this one that's there to protect your body from damage from a virus and all of a sudden oh no way no way joe like you know no way giuseppe you know so i do find that that's where to me the biggest irony lies is he's never hesitate about taking homeopathic supplements before and strange all kinds of weird stuff and then the vaccine comes along and all of a sudden oh no it's almost like it's political well um Uh, <laughs> oh, here we go. And Andy NGO. I know you fucking. That guy fucking uh, sucks. Andy, no, yeah, he's the worst. He's Obese the, he's the, uh, YouTube star Ethan Klein criticizes Joe Rogan for his health choices, and the picture mm-hmm. he put is Ethan Klein showing his fucking like double chin, and then it's Joe Rogan standing in like UFC shorts. <laughs> I feel, I feel like I, I saw that. I feel like a lot of the this is just a lot of mudslinging, and also like Ethan Klein. Part of his bit is kind of how his body looks, like right? Yeah, Am I right? Like, like he's a fool. He's, yeah, this, he's he's a fupa trooper. The fupa yeah, yeah, trooper. that he's got this. Yeah, this oh, you know, muffin top and this big. Uh, but I mean, I've chin. actually, I've actually it's part heard of his bit. Well, I've also heard him talking that he legitimately has like. As many big big boys do, have a problem with eating food. You know, it's yeah. it, it happens. But yeah, it's part of his bit. And the the funny thing I saw was a lot of in the comments. You see the fucking dude. It, and I it's funny when you're a fan. You've been a because like we've said before, like we've been fans of Joe Rogan since 2010. I got on it super early. I think I might have told you to listen to it. And. Yes. And and you know we've been we've been fans for a very long time, but when you hear like new Joe Rogan fans, I'm sorry, like They're I just, all gym bros, bro. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and um, but one of the things I think is the funniest about it wasn't it, it wasn't all gym bros. I mean, it was a lot of like. There was that niche crowd because he was always, you know, plugged into the UFC stuff. Never, and I'd always tune yeah. that out and skip through. But, you know, I was interested in other things. But nowadays, it's majority of, like, health nuts, you know, gym bros. And it's weird. There's this weird health, like, this community of, like, health nuts in America. They're, they're one of the most vocal components of the anti-vax movement, too, that are, like, yeah. you know, gym all the time, and that's all good and well, take don't, care don't of your body. It. I'm not but saying the, anything about But they'll that. get some shit from fucking GNC that's, like, max, get max, triple X yeah. gains, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. You know, like, the, 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 you know, healthy lifestyle gym culture in America is very strange. Yeah. They're very vocal and they're very like pretentious and, and arrogant and condescending yeah. too because a lot of times they'll act like they're better than you if if you, you aren't part of that culture. You just don't you know, get like, it. They you think they're better than you because because they go to the gym and they work out and whatever. And I try and eat healthy, you know, part of, you know, my recovery plan was you know eating better and being more healthy you know so but like i still don't go to the gym i don't really want to you know that's not how i exercise but um yeah i think that's like one of the biggest most vocal like 
wings of the anti-vax movement oh, totally. is, is the health nuts and they love joe rogan and you can see this i saw this while reading through some of this on twitter earlier today all of them are fucking down on ethan telling him he's a piece of shit because he's overweight and yeah. saying a fat and that's the same mentality with with covid they're like oh fuck fat people they deserve to die yeah i'm better than them. i remember one time i was literally told by this girl and and she said it not sarcastically and not as a joke. I don't know what she was mad at me about, but she said I'm better than you because I go to the gym. She said that in seriousness, and I'm like, that is the mentality. Yeah. That not yeah. everybody that works at the gym. Better, don't get me wrong, yeah. is like this, but there there's like this weird mentality among the fitness and healthy lifestyle community that they think that like they have the answer to to life and that they can talk down to people that don't live the same lifestyle as them and they're somehow better than you because they go to the gym and whatever Uh, look i'm just i'm just i'm just just shame on them that's our shame i'm just scrolling through the comment he's not healthy you say and then just like all these pictures of joe rogan jack which means that they have pictures of joe rogan and his long nips saved on his phone on their phone which is hilarious like anybody with a cult of personality, be it and then, Musk and then, or Trump yeah, or Joe Rogan, they have their defenders. Every here we time go. This here we go. One guy, Caleb Hull. I think I'm gonna value Joe Rogan's health advice over yours, and it's a picture of Ethan Klein in a fucking diaper, which is hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what I mean? And it's crazy that, like, literally, <laughs> the funniest part. I just saw one where it's a guy's uh, PFP, and it says "Do not comply," and it says "This you," and then they're just posting the same pics so that everyone yeah. and so the thing is is that it's, I'm it's like, so the, like menta- the, the mentality here to the Joe Rogan ape chuds that he's courted it through taking this anti-vaxxer turn is mm-hmm. their mentality is whoever strong stronger man I listen to for health advice <clears throat> Like, you know, my equals right. Yeah, exactly. Like, and that's the part that's insane to me. And I'm like, look, I'm not. Ethan's not saying that he's healthy. He didn't even in all all that thread. He doesn't say like, oh, I'm the picture of health. He's just saying that it's fucking hilarious when someone's preaching about fucking health shit, and he constantly puts all this fucking shit in his body. It's quite a clear, like, case of, like, it's a lot of non-arguments, and it's quite a clear case of, like, ad hominem. Like, he's pointing out Joe Rogan's hypocrisy and his and his problematic statements that encourage about, vac- about vaccines and that encourage vaccine hesitancy and misinformation and arguably might prolong the pandemic. And he's just pointing that out. You know, people saying, oh, you're fat doesn't take away from his statements at all. Okay, he's fat. That might be a fact. But like, okay, that doesn't take yeah. away from what he's saying, and that doesn't take away from what he's pointing out about Joe Rogan. Like, just throwing an ad hominem at him doesn't mean, like, oh, you're fat, I win the argument. You're like, fat, you, you know, fat, therefore you're wrong. You can be you can be a fat person. I'm going to ape out, like, Zach. I'm going to ape out. <laughs> you, know, you can be a fat person and still, like, make points about, like, you know, health and stuff. It's not like you're barred from the conversation, Yeah. you know. Imagine yeah. that in real life if you, you know, you as, as an overweight person say oh you know maybe you shouldn't drink so much dad or whoever you're talking to he's like <laughs> shut up like, you're, oh, fat, you're son. fat i can drink as much as i <laughs> want i'm skinny <laughs> you know? wrong i'm right like it just you know in any other context it wouldn't make sense but with you know the community joe caters to this yeah. you know jim 
fitness, healthy lifestyle Listen, crowd that is. You I'm know, not already... gonna. I'm not gonna take my health advice from someone who has that long of nipples. All right. I'm sorry. Mm. I'm sorry. If you have that well, much nipple I'm length. Not... <laughs> taking any health advice from Joe Rogan when it comes to the vaccines, maybe other things I've agreed with him on. Like, back when I did listen to his show, and I still agree with him in a way, he was like, you know what, like, where it was encouraging to me, he's like, just, you know, being fit makes you feel better about yourself. And I'm like, okay, that's that's true. Like, being fit sure. does make you maybe feel better but about yourself. But then he bastardizes and, that into an anti-COVID and anti... I'm not anti-COVID. Yeah, I mean, he, Joe is Rogan is actually... Days that uh, actually, Joe Rogan making. with his takes is actually... Uh, a uh, fan of COVID, apparently, and mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's just. I don't but know. when it comes to vaccines, like he's clearly wrong about it, and like whether you're healthy or not, like it's you know, COVID's gonna hurt you one way or another, healthy or not, and you'd rather have like some protection rather than nothing, and you know, I don't see why you can't be a he- healthy lifestyle person and also believe in the vaccine but that's because people that are involved in these kinds of you know communities and and cults you know have a certain set way of thinking and if it doesn't match that philosophy and that thinking it's dogmatic in that way then it's you know then it's a no-go you know i don't see why you can't be a healthy lifestyle person and be like oh yeah vaccines are good i lead a healthy lifestyle i'll be vaccinated so covid doesn't fuck up my workout routine yeah you know i don't know why it's like one way or the other with these people but well We'll just people. <laughs> we'll just leave it at strong men equals more right. All right, Zach. So moving so, on from Joe Rogan yeah. and his long nips, let's talk about some so, other anti-vaxxers. Yeah, on the topic of of anti-vaxxers, um, there's this funny story I came across uh, just yesterday. There is a self-appointed vaccine policeman. He's not an actual cop. He's not part of any government agency of any kind. Ladies and gentlemen, this Um, is what I've warned you about. (laughs) But he's been on a... He set out on a cross-country road trip with the end goal of conducting citizens' arrest on Democratic governors um, who've imposed vaccine mandates and whatnot. This is from the Daily Beast. Any governor that's imposed some type of vaccine mandate or COVID protocols, this hero whose name is Christopher Paul Key has embarked on a mission to go out and do a citizen's arrest (laughs) on these governors who have, in his eyes, you know, imposed some, you know, type of vaccine rule that he doesn't uh, agree with. Well, he was recently arrested because um, he was booked on some criminal trespassing charges. And so he's recently been arrested. And in his possession, he was found with a lot of high high capacity weapons. And it also included a flamethrower. So this guy's going around, stopped to the gills with a massive arsenal that includes a flamethrower on a mission to arrest governors who have imposed any type of vaccine rules or COVID rules in any way. And he's going to give him a citizen's arrest. And then what? I don't know. Um, he's made a lot of statements before about uh, his, his, his mission. He hands out flyers. He hands out leaflets on his mission. And uh, they show how safe that he shows that COVID, the COVID vaccine is a bioweapon is basically what his leaflet says. The COVID says. vaccine is a bioweapon to turn <laughs> us all gay and turn us into women. <laughs> <laughs> And he's and he's already had trouble with court because he's refusing to wear a mask and um, <laughs> he won't wear the mask, <laughs> so he's already trouble and trouble. And I and there's this quote from the from the article. It says he was speaking to his court appointed attorney outside the courtroom. Key could be heard stating again. 
You cannot do this. You just can't. I'm competent. I'm not insane. I'm not insane. <laughs> because clearly, you know, if you think about this, this guy embarked on a self-appointed mission to go around and arrest Democratic governors or, you know, any governor that's done any type of COVID mandates, you know, that is the definition of insane. Like, a mission yeah. like that, like, that's some beautiful mind-level shit. Yeah, I mean, not with lacking the intelligence, yeah, you no. know. He, I mean, he claims yeah. he's a complete and completely sane and completely and total free man, and he doesn't need an attorney. Does anyone who's <laughs> insane not think they're insane? I mean, this is like what my grandfather used to do, trying to yeah. go to the government to, to, to state, like, your yeah. case and, and and, and you know you know extract some vengeance or some justice upon some government that you believe is wrong you in some way like you know it's it's one thing to just you know be vaccine hesitant but this is like vaccine hesitancy wrapped in with its own you know barrel of insanity that is just spiraled to this guy and and you know and he's fucking armed to the gills so that's also fucking a cause for alarm that this guy who's clearly kind of out of it and insane um, is armed in such a way that he is. I mean, he has a flamethrower. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much the, the gist of it. He's currently in custody right now and awaiting a uh, trial, but it's, opposed to, it's apparently been a little difficult because, you know, him and his mask and whatnot. Yeah. So, um... Well, if they can't mask you, they can't send you to prison. I just, I just think this jail. story is a good example for everybody that's still on the anti-vax train. Look at who you share your community with. Yeah, an insane man traveling the country <laughs> on a mission to citizens' arrest, which is the stupidest thing. Citizens' arrest. Have you ever seen somebody unironically do a citizens' arrest? <laughs> citizens' arrest. <laughs> I would like just Gomer go, Pyle. Yeah, yeah, what a fucking what a dork. I'm gonna citizens' arrest you, Bosco. So. <laughs> for getting vaccinated. Shame on you. That's right. Shame, that's that's right. That's right. That's a shame on you segment. <laughs> shame on you for being a fucking a little bitch boy. <laughs> <laughs> and also, so, I mean, just like, that's crazy that he had, he had... A flame uh, server. Yeah. And of tons of high capacity. That's insane. Firearms. That's and he's insane, too. Well, it's just, that's just America, dude. That's just America. And he's on a mission to arrest <laughs> citizens' arrest governors. So, I just think, you know, people that are still on the, on the fence about the vaccine, just, like, remember, this is who you share your, 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 your opinions with, is somebody who's so insane to do something like that. And if yeah. you don't think that's insane and you want to join his crusade, like, God bless you. So. Speaking of uh, anti-vaxxers and their friends, uh -huh. on, on this day... One year ago. Well, tomorrow. Tomorrow. Oh, well, I, We're I, recording on the 5th. Okay, okay. You ruined the mystery. The mystery, Zach. We could have been recording on the 6th. I was going to drop it on the 7th. <laughs> you ruined the mystery. All right, I'm going to do a retake. Um, on this day, one year ago, brave patriots went to a Donald Trump rally in which Donald Trump said... They are trying to steal the election by validating Joe Biden as the winner of this election. We need to go march down to to the white to not the White House was it the, the Capitol, Capitol building, and we're gonna cheer on our Republican <laughs> senators. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! They also wanted to hang the anybody that oh, was. Oh well, no, no, but, that, but that, that was implied. That was implied. That was implied. 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 
It was um, not implied. There is definitely a guy out there that was like, bring us my friends, we're gonna lynch him. <laughs> Dude, okay, so yeah, so one year ago, there was the infamous storming of the Capitol that some libs, that I, I shit you not, will say that is worse than 9-11, which I think is insane to say. Like, it's not worse than 9-11. Worse than 9-11? Yes. that? People in Congress... Who are on the January 6th commission. Mm. <laughs> so, um, we kind of, since we weren't recording when this happened, mm. um, you know, we kind of just wanted to, like, just have, like, a, a one year after this momentous revisit to the January 6th insurrection, if you want to call it. That's that's what everyone seems some to call it. Some may call it an insurrection. Some may call it a protest that got out of hand. Some may call it sedition. Some might some, some, may, some might just call it brave patriots doing what their country has called them to do. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, so uh, I remember when this happened, like, I, I don't, like, I, it's not like I knew where I was. It wasn't like 9-11. <laughs> but, like, I remember thinking, I like, when I first heard that th- these hogs had stormed hogs. the... Ca- hogs. Hogs. What does that mean? Like, like you know, hogs. Like, you know, Republican hogs. They, a lot of them are kind of, they're bigger. You know, they're, they're kind of hogs. Okay. These Republicans, these Trump, I don't even, these just Trump devotees, they, sure. they stormed the Capitol, and I was like, no fucking way. And then I remember seeing, like, Wait, someone got fucking ki- like uh, someone got shot. That's crazy. Oh, a cop died. Oh, that's fucking that's insane. And then you see like the clips of the cops letting people in. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. There's that one. You know what I'm talking about? Where he like opens the gate and then they just all funnel in. Yeah. Like, it was just insane. And I remember at the end of it, just being like, "Yo, this is fucking." Like, I mean, I, I mean, that, that's such a like lame thing to say. Like, oh, this is crazy, but like, legitimately, it was like unbelievable. It was like, wow, like holy, like they really did this, and they did, and all they did was just make the the people be like, "We need to maintain order in this sacred building." And the the funniest thing about it, because I just saw a documentary, uh, it was on HBO called Four Hours at the Capitol. And one of the funniest things to me was. Um, when they all left, when they were all, because at one point they all like leave, and Trump made a video where he goes like, "You are all very special, and I love you, but we gotta go home. It's time to go home, guys. All right, it's time to go home." And then literally, it cuts to them in the Capitol, and they're like, "You heard the man. We gotta go. We gotta go now." <laughs> like, <laughs> and I'm like, "What a bunch of dorks, dude! You get to this point, and then literally." You just have uh, your daddy, Trump, say, I love you and you're very special. And, and also, this is just another side note, how much you want to... Be- you know which video I'm talking about, right? Like, where he goes, like, he's, yes. like, basically telling them to calm down. Well, because I, I for a while, I, people kept telling Trump, they're like, dude, you need to stop this. Yeah. Like, even his own advisors yeah. were like, hey, bud, like, this could really hurt our movement. Yeah. This could really sour public opinion on, on yeah. not just you, but, like, everything you stand for. And people were, were calling, talent, calling on him. Even his own son, you see those text messages? that were recently yeah. released of his yeah. own son being like I don't know what he's doing he needs to figure this out and, and call this off and he took a while to act Don because, Jr. You know, yes 
Because many people, many people believe that he, in some way, was trying to stage some coup of some kind. That he, you know, whether he really believes it or he's just part lying, and he really believed that he won the election, or he's just lying about it. He thought that maybe, I don't know what he thought, but the belief is that he, you know, allowed this to happen to try and force you know congress's hand in some way to overturn the results you know that that you know that <laughs> he make... encouraged this mob okay well, and, and and that the with the hope that the mob would you know force terrorize congress in a way that would you know force an overturn of the election okay know? so okay so white house chief of staff they have a released text from Mark Meadows, the chief of staff, with lawmakers and Trump's son, okay? So lawmaker to Meadows. On January 6th, President Mike Pence, as president of the Senate, should call out all electoral uh, votes that he believes are unconstitutional as no electoral votes at all. Mm-hmm. Lawmaker to Meadows. This president needs to stop this ASAP. <laughs> Lawmaker to Meadows. Yesterday was a terrible day. We tried everything we could in our objection to the sixth state. I'm sorry, nothing worked. It's just like, it's so lame. Like, and- you know what I always thought was funny about this too? I couldn't help but feel that like once the mob got inside the Capitol, they didn't know what to do. Like they got there. Okay, like, here yeah. we go. I found the Don Jr. text. Okay. We need an Oval Office address. He has to lead now. It has gone too far and has gotten out of hand. End quote. Yeah. So it's too far for Don Jr., a fucking yeah. degenerate like him. <laughs> um but yeah, no, it like it was just a crazy fucking day. And you know the, what? It, the pictures from it like genuinely kind of did make me laugh. Like the one with the guy carrying Nancy Pelosi's podium with this dopey smile on his face like, hey, like, hey, oh, look at that guy. Or like the guy in her office with his feet up on the desk like it did kind of like make me chuckle. That was kind of funny. And then of course the mode the the, the the star of the show, the horned QAnon shaman, yeah, you know, Jake walking in, walking into the uh, you know, capital the Congress floor and waltzing in and and you know going up there and flexing and being like yeah we did it but it did it did feel to me like when they got in there I'm like they don't really know what to do they're there yeah. and they're like okay uh, what yeah, now <laughs> exactly are they overturning the election you know it's no. funny the whole time that guy Jake the uh, the t- QAnon shaman mm-hmm. he was like this is a sacred building this is a-, and I'm like. Is it like why would he like, believe that he was up at the at the podium of Congress flexing? He does not believe that he had his shirt off. Come on, <laughs> and he was wearing a hat with horns. He dude, knew it was dude, one of the silly. funny one of the funniest things was there was this guy who uh, was smoking a bowl, and, mm-hmm. and, and he was like, and it was funny. It was in the uh, in the uh, documentary. He goes like, "I'm gonna smoke a bowl in the rotunda." You know, I think a couple joints under the uh, under the rotunda, and a lot of things could have been solved, man. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, you know, and also like you know, the one of the obvious things is like you compare it to all of like the Black Lives Matter protests, Mm -hmm. and like how police dealt with them, and then how police how police dealt with this largely white crowd. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and uh, that are Trump support, and are, because you know, cops are hogs themselves. They're Republican. A lot of cops are Republicans. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, that's just the re- that's the reality of the situation. You know, they buy into that whole oh, defund the police bullshit. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Well, yeah, it was. It is. You know, seeing the police reaction. I mean, this is throughout various U.S. cities to the Black Lives Matter and you know other various protests that happened in America in June of 2020 compared to that. Like, it did seem a little bit more brutal on on. Bro, it was. But more... I, it's not a. It's not. I don't necessarily think it's like a, a, a measuring game that has to take place because no. you know for a while i was i was actually fairly conflicted about how i felt about it um because the anarchists in me wanted to love it wanted to love the the january 6 riot and, right. and insurrection but i did not agree with their motives at all i think it's it's scary that people would would attempt to overturn i mean an election a, cop got, by... a cop got beaten to death with the flag <laughs> like straight okay. up yeah that's ironic, but I think it's scary <laughs> that, you know, people would attempt to, you know, exact their will politically in, in yeah, the U.S. I, I mean, I it happens in that. other countries, you know, and I definitely do not agree with them. Like, I looked at look at that crowd and like, I mean, I have conservative friends that I talk to and have conversations with all the time. There is not a single person in that crowd I'd want to hang out with casually or have any yeah. bit of a conversation remember, with. Do, like, do that is a crowd of people that I could go the rest of my life never having any bit of a communication with and just be completely fine. I would prefer it that do, way, do, actually. Do you remember that one? It's a crowd filled with, like, asshats yeah, and yeah. clowns. Do you, you remember, do you remember that one? The worst America has to offer was do, in that crowd. Do you remember crowd. that one video where there's, like, this big bubbling oaf guy? He goes, like, look there, that's where we're going. Yeah, we're going to the Capitol. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Tell like, me, was there anybody in that crowd you'd like to hang out no, with at all, ever? Uh, no, not at all. <laughs> just get a drink. If you got a drink with anybody in that crowd, I guarantee the conversation will turn to far-right politics within five minutes. Yeah. And you know, they'll be insufferable. Yeah. Insufferable. Anybody, pick out anybody from that crowd. And, they'll and, be insufferable. You know, far-right politics in five minutes. You know what's one Bullshit. Trump won. Stolen election. Conspiracy you, theories. You, you, you know what's one of the funnier things about Until it? You're is, drowning in it. Is one of the complaints that a lot of these like you know more right leaning people have had about mm -hmm. like the Black Lives Matter protests being like, oh well, people are coming from different areas. Literally, for the January sixth insurrection, there were people who straight up flew out there. Yeah, yeah, like, people yeah, came from around the country. The QAnon shaman was from Arizona. There's a lot of people from Florida people from around the country yeah you know? and it's and so. it's and it's cr it's crazy and it's just uh, like what was his the guy that was in the, the q QAnon documentary ron and his dad were there uh -huh, Fucking, i don't yeah. remember their last names but they were there yeah too at that well you know i don't know if they were storming the capital okay, but, but you know, they were at the you initial know, protest you know is my personal favorite part of mm -hmm. all of this the aftermath where uh, i remember seeing this video where they did uh they did the uh goodfellas the good mm. fellows, them, you know the. I forget the song. Where it's like, you know, and it's like, like how, like all what happens to all the different mob members. Like, ah, oh, this guy got shot, and then this happened, and then, but uh, oh, when they're showing them all killed, that's the piano uh, solo in the song Layla. Yeah, 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 yes, yes, the yes. piano solo, yeah, and um. And it just shows all of these guys. They're like getting arrested at airports, and like, and like, there was like, dude. I mean, there was like one guy who's like yelling, like, "You're treating me like a black person," like, like, you know what I mean? And just seeing all these guys. Aware. Just seeing. Did you all see? Did, 
did you see how there's also a couple people that were photographed at the Capitol wearing literal like Nazi stuff, like yeah. like Camp Auschwitz, my favorite yeah. place, stuff yeah. like that, like yeah. like literal neo-Nazi. Attire there was a bunch. There was a bunch of Confederate flags there. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if there was Nazi shit there too. Oh, there's most definitely Nazis there. I mean, that's the crowd. That's the yeah. crowd. That's who it appeals yeah, to. That's, that's why I'm like so conflicted about it because I'm all about a good riot. I'm all about a right to protest. And to, you know, voice your dissent and voice your dissatisfaction with the current state of the government. So, like, I'm all in support of this why I'm still even conflicted to this day. But as as time's gone on, I've, I've soured on it a little bit. At first, I was fairly conflicted. And I argued with people. And I was like, you know, it's every, it's America's right to go out and do this thing. It's right as citizens to, you know, have this. And that's a public building, the Capitol, that's, you know, that represents, you know, for the people. You know, but as time's gone on, I've kind of soured on it, especially seeing who was there, what they represent. And literally, they were there not just to protest and voice dissatisfaction, but it seemed like the end goal was to overturn a democratic election. Yeah. Which is where, for me, since I've thought about it, you know, in the past year, reflecting on it now, I'm like, that is where it goes from being like a good old fashioned anarchist riot or a, you know, American protest to being like, okay, that's undemocratic and that's you know yeah um fucking well, with and, the I stability mean, of our democracy and not you know, to mention is, that there was like congress people even probably congress people that i don't like who were like fearing for their life which i don't like look as much as i would love to like beat the shit out of joe manchin or punch uh mitch mcconnell in his turkey neck but mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what i mean i you know i i seeing I, mike pence get lynched on live tv would would be kind of funny <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! I'm gonna especially by his own, especially by his own supporters. I'm gonna have to cut that out, or else you're gonna no, get leave investigated. It. Leave it. <laughs> leave, leave it. it. All right, leave we're it. leaving it in. I told you, we're riding with it. When we say dark shit, we're riding with it. So yeah, you know, like I, I just think. That... And there was that guy that stole, or I don't know who did it, but after it happened, I don't know if she was making a joke or if she was serious. But oh, Ocasio Cortez said that her shoes were stolen. All her shoes were yeah, stolen by some like foot fetish. There's a bunch of fucking. <laughs> it was like, oh, I got her shoes. Sniffing them as he's going around. Ben Shapiro. There are a lot of right wing people who like, like, have a weird foot thing. Who have AOC. weird kinks because they're repressed. It's, it's obvious why they're yeah. they're repressed and they have weird kinks. Yeah. And and they have like a weird sexual hang up for women with a little bit of power because that probably plays into their mommy kinks they have. You know, so yeah. just. You, you, here's a, another funny note about how far right wingers view um, the insurrection. So many of them will be like they were patriots. They were showing the government who's in charge. They were exercising our freedom of speech, our freedom to protest. You know, they were doing their you know um, uh, their their American duty to protest and fight the system and you know so a lot of them will think like that but then those same people that say that also posit the theory that perhaps it was Antifa Antifa. that did this oh my god that's the dumbest that's the dumbest fucking talking people will like believe both at the same time believe it was american patriots there to show the government who's in charge but also it was Antifa staging a a false flag event to you know be to besmudge the name of all great trump patriots around and neo-nazis you know so we all know andy no was there reporting live on antifa's insurrection so of course and you know um and what did they go on to later do 
Well, protest food courts at malls for having a mask policy. <laughs> From the capital to the mall food court. <laughs> In Wendover, Wisconsin. Good job. <laughs> well, shit, man. It's, so uh, do you think it was Antifa that did this? Why no. would Antifa do this? <laughs> no, why would they? <laughs> why would Antifa do this, bro? Yeah. It was them. It was them this whole time. You know, and it was just, just, just them just, who Trump called very special and you said know, he loved. You know what's funny? is like That's always, how crafty Antifa is. They're I, so crafty I, I they always, got Trump to call them special. I, I always love when people... Uh, when people want to shit on Antifa and be like I disagree with it, I hate it it's like, so you like fascism then (laughs) then they go like uh, (laughs) (laughs) I do do have one more note on this, something I heard earlier today that um, um, so there's reports saying that they'll be investigating this insurrection for years to come and that you can expect arrest and trials into 2025 as far out as 2025 and that there's actually a small group of like i guess vigilantes and i'm not i don't support vigilanteism or whatever but online sleuths and detectives who of their own accord not like employed by the government or any other you know agency just of their own accord uh, a loose-knit community of like online sleuths and detectives have been hunting down seditionists from the capital from that day and have and have been you know, some of them are anti-police, so they'll just, like, out them publicly or, or shame them in some way. But also, um, some of them turn in their information to the FBI. So there's online sleuths that, you know, with a lot with time on their hands and enough feelings about the insurrection that, they're inve- that they've taken upon themselves to investigate this and find information that might lead to arrest or possible convictions Damn. on the insurrectionist so um yeah fun times fun times and fun times. <laughs> yeah i would have loved to have been there <laughs> <laughs> but again you said those are not people you'd want to associate no no no, no so yeah, they, i'm completely yeah. joking yeah. those would be the worst of the worst they would yeah. be insufferable Dude. like even and just we'll meeting just... somebody that would that would be the type to go to the to the capital insurrection just meeting them at the bar immediately i would just they would say something within the first minute or two of meeting them that you just be like oh you're insufferable you know so they're 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 the worst america has to offer and we'll leave it on this and i say that with love and we'll leave it on this imagine all the smells (laughs) (laughs) imagine all the groping if you're a woman there all the gross looks and all the getting hit on by a bunch of divorced she was asking for it you know you know most of the guys there were divorced (laughs) oh yeah a lot of victims of divorce court (laughs) <laughs> a lot of guys not having to be at work, you know, that day either. A lot of uh <laughs> Yeah, true. True. <laughs> All right. Well, uh Zach, this was another banger. Another one in the books. Yeah, yeah and online an, too. And a and a retrospective. Omicron be damned. Omicron can't stop this train. Nope. We're d- no. sticking to weekly weekly uploads. Um try to get the um uh, the weekly app on Fridays and uh, we'll do the movie reviews on Mondays or Tuesdays. Yep. Um, but yeah. Oh, and, I, for, I keep forgetting to set up our Twitter and our Yeah, it's fine. Social. It's fine. You know. When I'll you have get those to, up and ready. I'm going to do that tomorrow. I'll first um, thing in the morning. And uh, you know, email us at bashbrotherspod at gmail.com um, 
you know, it's been a good one, and uh, hope to hope you stick with us for another up. Yeah. Oh yeah. Thank you for listening, and uh, send us your thoughts on the um, January sixth insurrection, good or bad. Where were you? Send us your <laughs> Omicron concerns. Tell us what you think of Joe Rogan or Ethan Klein. And his long nips. Um, send us your anti-vax information. Send us. We want to know why. <laughs> send us your so. guess on how long Joe Rogan's nipples are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all right, there we go. <laughs> I right. want it in centimeters. <laughs> yes, yes, we observed the metric system. Yeah, we're <laughs> Bash Bros Pod at, at protonmail.com and hopefully Bash by the Brother next... No no Bash Brothers Pod. Brash Brothers Pod at protonmail.com and hopefully we'll have a Twitter set up so you can tweet at us or send us messages on Reddit or fucking whatever. So yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, we're trying. Our goal, our goal this year is to get more listener engagement. Try, we're yes. trying to build this thing. All so. three of you. All three of you. <laughs> you do. And hold on. Shout out to Schmitty, my boy Schmitty Strange. Oh, if you listened this whole time, he told me he was going to listen when we had drinks. If you listened this whole time, the code word to let me know you listened and I gave you a shout out is Baba Booey, Howard Stern's Baba Booey. Right. That's what I was yelling at the Capitol. <laughs> the day the insurrection happened. Baba Booey! <laughs> <laughs>